Log Talk Radio. General Quarters, Security Condition 3. Thank you. Security 3, sir. General Quarters 3, Intruder Alert. GQ 3, Intruder Alert. Oh, we're going to all think intruder in a few minutes. Hey, good evening and welcome once again to Madame Perry's Salon. I am your hostess and cruise director and uh, personal advisor, spiritual advisor, and uh, the gal who wants to put a smile on your face with the fantastic people I have on here to entertain you here on Madame Perry Salon. Now, uh, just to go over a few things, as always, thank you. Thank you all so much. Everyone who's listening now, who downloads, who subscribes, I am so grateful to you because you are making this podcast grow more than even I thought it would by now. Uh, I hoped... And it's what we're working for, but thanks to you people that listen, share, subscribe, tell your friends about it. And uh, also when I see you sharing it on social media, I really do appreciate it. I'm so grateful. And that's why I can get some cool sponsors and cool guests like tonight. Uh, Some of the recent guests wanted to recap. um, And some people were looking for Tish Cirovolo last night. And... um, Oh, we had a few been driving like crazy and traveling, and we kind of uh, had a little mix-up. But uh, it's actually going to work out just fine because uh, a lot of good people in the southeast of the states, uh, they really wanted to hear Tish, wanted to meet Tish Cirovolo. We're upset that they didn't. They're very saddened because uh, there are so many uh, hurricanes and the storms and so forth. A lot of people have been without power and have also had a lot of property damage. And so they uh, thought they missed it, but they didn't. So we're going to reschedule Tish. I know that some of my friends, I know my mother, a lot of people haven't had power for several days around Atlanta and other places in Florida. So uh, we're going to make sure that we have her on soon. Uh, Robert Leland Taylor, playwright author, whose book Sunday Afternoon Stroll Through the Ant Farm, which is now uh, shortened the title just to Through the Ant Farm, his show was very popular, getting downloads. Yes, you can still get Through the Ant Farm on Amazon. Uh, get it there. Any book that starts off with somebody shooting their father off a roof, uh, you know, that's not your ordinary book. And, and his his work reminds me a lot of uh, Kurt Vonnegut. In a lot of ways, Kurt Vonnegut, and uh, he's a pretty funny fellow. Also, recently, just as know we uh, what's going on with everybody, uh, Denny Tedesco, you know, was on here with his uh, uh, about his documentary, The Wrecking Crew. His father, Tommy Tedesco, was a member of The Wrecking Crew, and you can still get that. Go over to WreckingCrew.com to check that out. 
who else have we had? This has just been so much fun every day. Joe Vitale, you know, he's, he was on recently, uh, another drummer. You know, I just love the rhythm section. I have a lot of drummers and bass players on here. So uh, Joe Vitale's book, Backstage Passage, you've got to get that. You know, he was on a couple of months ago. He sent me the book, you really ought to get this. Some of the stories he told, his funny road stories with him and Joe Walsh, he told, told us on the air, and he'll tell you even more in the book. But tonight, the show is, uh, looking forward to this show. Now, where did my guest go? He was right here just a minute ago. Uh, tonight on Madame Perry Salon, uh, this guy, everybody's looking forward to this guest. He is a, a musician who's from Kentucky, uh, and at a young age, he was uh, picked up by a lot of famous bands, uh, Montrose, for one, and toured with them. He's also played with Warrant, uh, Macaulay Shanker Group, uh, Kingdom Come, and you also probably know him, uh, though, actually from his years with the German heavy, uh, excuse me, German hard rock band, Scorpions, and his eponymously titled band, Kotak, which was also called uh, Krunk, but we call it Kotak. Um, and fascinating thing, you know, he's a drummer and a guitar player. He's a musician, songwriter. Not only has this guy, do we know him and love him as a musician, and we've seen him on TV. He's also one of the characters in the book by Paul Miles called Sex Tips from Rock Stars. So this is going to be a good night. Known as Madame Perry Salon. Welcome, James Kotak. Come on in, James. Get comfortable. Hey. How are you hey, doing? Hey, how are you doing? I am doing I'm great. Happy. So glad I'm to happy. hear your voice. Well, it's good to hear oh, your voice. Okay. And I, I was driving and the traffic just sucks. So I'm almost home because I, I can't really talk and drive. Uh, but I can play drums. <laughs> Whoa! All right, you know I, I got a picture still when I was uh, when I was taking drum lessons. I found a picture in a newspaper of a guy that had was so tired of sitting in uh, traffic in Atlanta for hours, which is like uh, L.A. or whatever, that he just set everything up on his uh, dashboard. You know, his, his uh, snare and his ride and his crash, so that <laughs> so when he's driving, he can when he's sitting in traffic, he can play. That's funny. I never I thought of that. I always did he get the right? in my car. I was wondering but if he'd gotten the idea for you. From you, I wondered if he got the idea from you, or if that was something that you had actually invented or designed. I, you know, I always keep a pair of sticks in the car, just if you're sitting in a red light, and keep my hands, uh, keep my hands limber and stuff. Mhm. So. Cool. Well, listen. Now, how far are you to home? Do you want me? Because I've got a song. I could play a Kotak Sunset Boulevard. That sounds well, like a great idea. Well, you get in the house if you want me to. <laughs> it'll be, uh, yeah, I just, I, I'm really not good at talking and driving. And I, I was like going, oh, my God, it's, it's three minutes after four. Because I, I was hey, in a and you know situation what? and it just took longer. <laughs> well, you know what? We are so happy to have you here. I don't want to lose you because you were driving and talking on here. So, folks, you know he's here. You know he's stepping outside the genie bottle for a minute to park his, his uh, car, his, his, his celebrity rock star car. And uh, so we're going to listen. So we're going to listen to him, and then he'll be right back. So I'm going to play. I love the song, Sunset Boulevard. 
Icotac, and uh, he'll be right back. Yay! Great. Now, where did I put that record? All right. Thanks, James. Uh, All righty. We'll be here. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. out a song at the end. That's just the way to just to tighten that screw. Punch it right in there for you. Yes, so Sunset Boulevard by Kotak, uh, which was uh, formerly known as Crunk. And uh, you've already heard James Kotak. He's already checked in here, and he'll be right back on the air with me in just a few minutes. If you want to call and talk with him, talk with us here, the number is 646 716 
646-716-9922. Again, that's 646-716-9922 to call up here and talk with me, Madam Perry, and talk to James Kotak. I know he's the one you really, you really want to talk to. Um, me, well, you know, you know a lot about me, and we talk and we have a good time, but um, this is going to be a night that a lot of people have been asking me about and waiting for, so this is good, uh, so get your questions ready. Uh, let's see, who else have we got coming up soon? Just to let you know, Tish Theravolo, like I said, we're going to reschedule. Also, um, Tom Slick, coming I think the last Monday of October, will be Tom Slick. You know him as a uh, producer. With former, he began with Def Jam, and he's been with Universal for now uh, for several years now. Uh, he's produced a lot of the platinum-selling records for Pitbull and uh, things with Yin Yang Twins featuring Pitbull. But he's going to be back on. He's going to be on the uh, yeah Monday, the 25th of October. Also, Cat Canovas. Now, Cat Canovas, you knew. Um, she's been on here a couple of years ago. We met in New York a few years back at blog talk, I mean, excuse me, book expo, uh, and you've probably seen her a couple of times recently on Dr. Oz's show, and she's going to be back here. She will be on, I think it's uh, October the 4th, but you can always check the Madam Perry Salon page on Facebook, as well as um, if you subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Blueberry, or if you subscribe on blog talk radio. You'll see, you'll know who's coming on when. Uh, let's see, Deanna Bellarose is going to be on. Who else? Jasper Bark. Now, everyone loves Jasper Bark. Uh, he's our um, English horror writer. He's a frequent and much beloved guest on here. And he's got a couple of new books coming out, as well as a, uh, he said, a webcomic and, uh, and a YouTube channel. Now, I've played some of his. Uh, videos before that you might have seen on YouTube, The Way of the Barefoot Zombie, and uh, things like that. Jasper, there is no end to the things this man's mind comes up with, but I got to tell you, some of his recent books, uh, The Final Cut, don't read that if you're scared to uh, sleep in the dark. It's a powerful book. So, that'll be good, coming up soon. Um, and let's see who else is coming back. Oh yes, and then later on uh, in a couple of weeks, I believe we're going to have drummer Prairie Prince from the Tubes and Todd Rungren. Uh Also, Greg Hawks, you know from the Cars and Todd Rungren and the New Cars. Who else? Jesse Gress, guitar player with Todd, and uh, and probably Chasm Sultan's coming back as well as Cheetah Chrome, everybody's favorite punk rocker from the Dead Boys, Rocket from the Tombs, the Tusies, everyone loves Cheetah Chrome. And he was playing last night in my hometown with Ray Daffrico from the Night Porters and Kathleen Turner Overdrive. So um, glad he got there. He'd been playing in Florida. Glad he made it through safely with all the weather and the hurricanes and the, and the storm damage uh, that ensued from that. Cheetah. I wish I'd been in Atlanta to see you, but I'm not because tonight I'm broadcasting live from Amsterdam in the Netherlands. So for you in the in the states, it could be four o'clock, it could be seven o'clock. For me, it's about one a.m. the day after you're listening. Uh, but this is fun, and who knows what else will happen here. So 
also we had um we also had recently uh Anthony Sharp, whom you may know from Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries of Cease, but also we had his wife. Um, she's a comedian, stand-up comedian and actress. And uh, while I'm waiting for James Kotak to come back in, I think I'm going to play just a little bit of one of her comedy things. She does these things called Around the Working Around the Room and her comedy she performs at a club now called uh it's in the Crown Casino in Melbourne, Australia. And Sarah Pax is supposed to be a character who's the love child of Amy Winehouse and Ozzy Osbourne. She's a lovable drug sponge and just goes out and works the audience. So we're gonna hear just a little bit of Sarah Pax while James quite the way we wanted it to. But anyway, so if you've got your questions for James, I know some people have told me they're lining up, they're asking for the number. Remember the number is 646-716-9922 to call in and talk with uh, me and with James Kotak. And you know, I want to... I'll tell you what we'll play. We'll play something from... uh, Reno Soriano, he is our holistic health alchemist that comes in here um, every other month and talks to us about detoxing our bodies. And he's got something coming up in uh, Thailand, a retreat in Thailand next year. But here's a message from Reno Soriano. Hi there, my friend. Are you struggling with repeating life problems? Does it seem like your life does not flow the way you were intending? Have you lost touch with your dreams and maybe even given up on them? Have you tried many spiritual modalities and practices in the attempt to resolve your life problems with little to no significant results to show for it? Well, I have a solution for you. Hi, I'm Rena Suriano, I'm also known as the Conscious Health Alchemist. I'm known to help people crush their life problems easily and quickly using my luminous consciousness expansion practices. I also assist people to create radiant health and a bligant body using my fun food fantastic recipes and my secret holistic elixirs and remedies. Look, most people spend thousands of dollars over many years on personal development seeking the better of their lives. The fact that you may not be aware of this, more than 90% of people who use the common laws of attraction and other similar teachings never really experience much change in their life. If you want to discover the reasons why you continue to struggle and even suffer in life regardless of what personal development modalities you are using, then I have a gift for you. Go to my website right now at lifebrilliance.com and instantly download my free report and video called Luminous Life Detox, How to Create a Life That Flows and Feels Good. I look forward to hearing about your transformation soon. I'm Reno Soriano, and remember, live victoriously. Yeah! Music by Ryan Farish on the album of Life in Stereo. All right, and that was a message from our friend, the Conscious Holistic Health Alchemist, 
Reno Soriano. And, you know, when he comes on here, this man has so much energy. If, you know, he gave away free copies of his book, The Illumination Codes, uh, to listeners of, of the this podcast several months ago and he's been back on talking about it and I agree with him there's so many things that are just money makers for people things that are supposed to be helping you lose weight or uh, law of attraction or whatever it's just kind of repeat business or something so uh, but Reno's a guy that's really got it going on and you can check out his blog sometime but yeah he's going to have an event uh, or a retreat in Thailand next year that he wants us to all go to and if we come out half as energetic as him who knows what we're going to do so uh, again Madam Perry Salon podcast with more celebrities than the inauguration and out there tonight I know I've got a lot of musicians that we're going to call in that are going to speak and if you want to go ahead and call in now and talk to also last night we had a visit from uh, a nice surprise visit from Peter G he's an animator and author uh, he creates uh, video games and he was a guest about a month ago he dropped in last night he has some funny stories to tell and he may come in I like his story about um, to go back and listen about the superstitions he has about traveling. He's afraid to visit Vicksburg because he's worried about a Confederate ghost coming out of the ground and looking for him because he's a Yankee. Uh, Peter, your imagination knows no bounds. Uh, I don't know how that goes. But anyway, actually, while I'm waiting for James to get back in here, um, you can also check out his website, which is a great website. It's just James Kotak, J-A-M-E-S, K-O-T-T-A-K dot com. And it's got links to um, a lot of things that he's got going on, whether it's gigs, whether it's, um, let's see, rockandrollgangstar.com, uh, other performance he's doing. It's got some great photographs in here. It's got some stellar photographs, actually. Um, stories, uh, a little bit of the history about him and bands that he's been in, also uh, work that he's been doing, discography, so forth, and how to buy his music. You know, it takes, that's one thing about the cyber world I love. You can just kind of click on here, and it's going to take you right to buy his work, his music. Not a bad way to live. Now... <laughs> Let's see. I don't know. Maybe I'll just go ahead and buy some of his music while he's right here on the air or, or while I'm waiting for him to get back in. Um, let's see. I'll read his story. He said, uh, okay, and it, yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and read from his blog. He said that um, in 1988, he got to know the Scorpions at the Monsters of Rock Festival. He was playing with Kingdom Come at that time. And uh, they've remained friends ever since. But it says that he's telling a story. He says, the roots of James' life motto can be found during one of those gigs as well. He says, as I passed by the Metallica guys in the hall, I gave my usual, hey, guys, smile or wave. They returned with their usual, what the fuck are you looking at, Grimace? Uh, they didn't smile a lot back then. I didn't care, by the way. They're actually really nice guys. So, um, <laughs> you know, Sometimes, yeah, you never know. You think somebody's got a bad attitude or somebody's irritable, but sometimes they're just tired. They're just uh, not really sure what's going on. You know, I think, though, I'm going to go ahead and play since we 
uh, giving James a little time to get in and get ready. You know, last night uh, Ray Daffrico was on, and we played his song. Oh no, night before last, Ray Daffrico, uh, because he and Cheetah Chrome were on a double bill last night at the Earl in East Atlanta, and uh, we're going to play Ray's song, Rejected. Rejected. That's a new song by Ray Daffrico, the Night Porter, former Night Porters, uh, now since Ray Daffrico band. He has the best band names uh, Kathleen Turner Overdrive, Shanghai Gesture, Ray City Rollers. Uh, but this is Rejected. And this is something he recorded just a few months back. Uh, he was in New York, and you know, the vocals on that are 
Kite O'Reardon, uh, lady who was formerly with the Pogues, and I think she's still with the Pogues from time to time when they perform, but um, they cut a couple of songs together for that Child of the Moon, which was the uh, Rolling Stones cover, and this song written by Ray Carr, Rejected. So thanks, Ray Daffrico, for letting that letting us have that. You know, somebody was talking to me. You know, I'm out here in... Um, in Amsterdam, and it just turns out I'm in this apartment that someone found for me on Airbnb, and I'm right across the street from a nightclub called Hot Spots. Actually, it's not even a street. It's more like an alley. And, uh, yes, I'm going to be up all night. So there's um, so if you're, if you're in an apartment right across an alley from a nightclub that goes live till 5 a.m., then there's no better person to be up with in this environment than James Kotak. How you doing? I'm back. That was a Kotak 10 minutes. <laughs> uh, I've been known to be on Kotak time. <laughs> you know, well, okay, hey, I'll make a note of it. Um, yeah, I was just saying, you know, you were telling me places to go in, in Amsterdam because I'm broadcasting live from Amsterdam here. And uh, it just turns out my this apartment I'm in staying in is right across, it's a, not even a street, it's an alley from a, a club that's going to be going on. These people are out in the street actually more than at a club till 5 a.m. So what better time to have you on when things are lively? Well, that's <laughs> nice. Uh, we, oh, that's right. You're in, okay, from, you're nine hours ahead. Yeah, well, yeah, that's right. For you, I'm nine hours ahead, true. Um, yeah. So, yes, about right. 1.30 a.m., Tomorrow. And this is your first time there? Yes, it is. Uh huh. My husband's been here several times, but I'm tagging along with him so uh, for a trade show. But, yeah, it's the first time here. So, And I, I did make a note of the places you told me to go, uh, Paradiso and uh, places. So, yeah, yeah. That's for, like, well, live, live music. Up. Yeah, well, that's what I want, live music. Good. That's, that's what I want. So let's talk about you. Um, you've had such a fantastic <laughs> career, and you're certainly not slowing down or stopping now. Which um, I've had people messaging me and putting on Twitter and everything for all this time going, James Kotak, you've really got James Kotak? How'd you get James Kotak? Well, good. Yeah. That's flattering. That's, I always love to hear that. Yeah. Well, actually, actually, I took kind of almost this past year and just really kind of um, – I paid attention to myself because I've been working and touring nonstop since like 1978. I was 15 and got in this great band and we toured for almost a year and I, I took a year off from high school. And then it just kind of never ended. I mean, there's been a few gaps when we weren't touring um, with Scorpions, but mostly it, it was all on, man. Those guys just, you know, they just still are still going for it, you know? And, um, yeah, no kidding. I, I, yeah, I mean, I'm just uh, so that's what I'm, I'm getting ready to do another Kotak album. But sometimes you got to get away from it so you can get back and look and see what you really want to do. So let's just get start start back for uh, just as a, a reminder to people. So you you um. I've played with a lot of famous people that, that have wanted you in. Kingdom Come, Warrant, Montrose, uh, yeah. Macaulay Schenker Group. 
Uh, yeah, you, I, when uh, go ahead. No, uh, mantras was actually like my first quote big break, and that was just like a dream come true, and that was like eighty four uh, or eighty five, something like that, or eighty six. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I was just like I got the phone call, and it just like I, from the manager, and he's I was like, wow. So being the singer for my band at the time, we did his album. Because we had opened for him, because we had full PA lights, truck, and everything, and um, you know he used all of our stuff. But that was that was awesome. But I, yeah, I've been really fortunate to just continue and be uh, pretty healthy the, the entire way. And um, I've just I've ghost drummed on a lot of um, albums. And the go for those who don't know, I'm sure you can figure it out. It's like a ghost writer, but. I played on quite a few albums and didn't get credit for it. And um, I've been, I've just been really fortunate and I'm grateful and thankful to, to, you know, cruised all this time. And then, like I said, now I'm kind of regrouping and figuring it out. I'm trying not to pace, but it's such a habit when I'm on the phone. (laughs) You know, that's one thing that was new to me about, you know, ghost players. Um, well, I mean, I guess I always knew that there were people, you know, in the movies, too, that sang instead of someone else. You know, like Marty Nixon was one of the most famous people that sang, and people thought it was you know, always someone else. However, um, until I read recently Paul Stanley's book, you know, I did not realize how many people um, played played on albums like that. You know, and I guess they got paid well, but all they weren't credited, you know, especially on some of the, the Kiss albums. Yeah, you know, it's way more common than you think, especially in the 80s and early 90s. Then once Nirvana came along, (laughs) these labels were signing bands that purposely were like garage bands, and they weren't all that good. Of Mm -hmm. course, Nirvana was a great band, and Foo Fighters were great. And so a lot of that stopped for myself, but that's uh, when I joined Scorpions, just... I played on a, a few tracks of theirs in 95 and then I did started the tour and like I flew over to Maryland in April, but I had a really good run there. And, uh, you know, I still get calls for this and that. And anymore, you, you don't even, you don't even have to be in the same, same building. You know, they just send you the, the tracks into your computer and you add the drums. And, um, so that's what I'm getting ready to start on this Kotak album. I've been sitting around with these songs for like about, a year or two, and I picked the best of the best, and hopefully people will like it. Well, yeah. So uh, when will we be able to hear this? When, when are you gonna When are you gonna give us this gift? When are you how long are you gonna keep us holding on? I'm just. I mean, just now getting. We're gonna launch a GoFundMe page because, as you know, record labels aren't exactly giving out money anymore, unless you're you know mm-hmm. 19 and, and you're Justin Bieber, and it's it's me and the producer and uh, we have a guitarist and it's it's just going to go in and kill it in the studio and it'll still be a few months and um, I'm thinking the first of the year. Oh, really? That's soon. Yeah, or like yeah, like February maybe, and then the the goal, of course, you have to put make new music to. Uh, because I, I want to tour again, obviously, with my band, and um, uh, but I want to stay in the states. I'm so honestly burnt out on traveling, and we traveled really good, 
But man, I've I've just been jet lagged for the last twenty years, man, commuting to Germany. <laughs> uh, we even talked about moving over there, it, um, taking the kids and putting them in school. This was a, a good ten years ago, um, and mm-hmm. wow, I just or even longer than that, we talked about it. And um, wow, the red tape—it was impossible. We worked on it for like months and months. I, we worked trying to get that worked out. And it's just too much regulation and stuff. So, uh, uh, so we never did do that. But, and and you know, all the, the other part, the bittersweet part of rock and roll, as we know, is all the anniversaries and birthdays and events I missed. You know, and just last, mm-hmm. not last year, about three years ago. I, I mean, I missed my son's high school graduation by like three days. Uh-huh. You know, and there was nothing I could do about it. You know, but he's like, oh, that's cool. And there's plenty, there was plenty of video from it, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But still, yeah, I know you think that, uh, well, there's no chance for, you know, you can't go back and, and, and redo it, but I'm sure he understands. No. You know, the, and when the, I'm home, no? I would, I would, oh. no. I mean, when I'm, I'll be off the road, come home, I mean, I'd stay home, other than doing my band here and there. I would just stay home and, and be a house husband, cook dinners and, and play house, you know, because I miss it so much. And uh, mm-hmm. still my, my two sons live with me, but the, the older one, he just moved out and he has his band called Bad Sons. That's S-U-N-S. And uh, they're on tour right now. They're, they're doing great. I know. How, uh, how, what is that like to watch? Uh, dude, we were. I see your your channel. It was so trippy. I mean, I never like pushed or any of these kids to do anything like musically. Like, hey, you got to learn an instrument. That never works. But um, we had like a miniature drum set set up on the patio, and I came off came home from a, from a trip, and I'm sitting there at at, at the table, kind of looking out the patio. And he just walks out there and just starts going nuts on the drums. He's like six, five or six. I'm like, you know, go to Athena. I go, oh, my God, when did this start happening? She goes, he just started playing one day, <laughs> and then he never stopped. And But it's been cool to watch bad sons go from, uh, you know, they've been on Jimmy Kimmel and Conan, and to watch them, because they all got together when they were like 16 or 17, and now he's 24. Um, and they're all, they are all, they all live at the same house together, and uh, but it's just been great to see the evolution. Ah, uh, I, mean, I, I would say that must really get you right here. You know, here you see your son grow up and follow in your footsteps, and totally. you watch him play. And do you t- do they ask you for advice? Do they take advice? Uh, uh, you know, <laughs> other kids ask me, but not my kids. <laughs> no, uh, my oldest. <laughs> Daughter, I mean, she's she's always been the best with everything. Of course, once she got past eighteen, um, and then Miles, you know, used all my gear, and they were all, they would take my big ass SUV and drive a drive all around the <laughs> California and stuff. And um, and then Maddie, the youngest, he's he's a jack of all trades. He's doing photography, always making videos, drum lessons, and uh, it's you know you just kind of let them go and let them go on their their own autopilot because you can't tell them what to do. It does not work. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, to an extent. 
And, and you know, because it, it, it didn't work with you as a kid? Uh, well, no. My, uh, actually, my dad played Hammond D.C. <laughs> organ. And he, oh, uh, he, we yeah. had some miscellaneous instruments down in the, down in the, down in the basement, a snare drum, maracas. And, uh, but I think the first song I ever really learned was the I Love Lucy theme song. <laughs> I played it on snare drum. <laughs> I was, I was, I was, I must have been like seven or eight. And then I got real drums when I was like nine and I played trumpet all those years from uh, third grade up through college. I played trumpet. And um, yes, I went to college, but I was playing in bars six nights a week, and that was better, better than the music school. And uh, but it was quite the experience, and I learned a lot. And um, classically trained, which prepared me. Who knew years later I'd be play, we'd be playing with the Berlin Philharmonic? I mean, that was just. But I knew all about orchestra, so it was it was not too difficult. Well, okay, now, what, well, whoa, whoa, back up. I'm going to hit pause and re, just a little bit of a rewind. Back up and tell us how about that, how that came to be and the experience. Well, the first complete album I did was in 97 with the guys, or 97-ish, and uh, that was the Eye to Eye record. And unfortunately, if you recall, for those of us that are over 100 years old, um, the nineties were not real good for hard rock and, and whatever, you know, it's not like Scorpions was going selling out everywhere. It was pretty tough. And, um, we, that album was an attempt, you know, using loops, but then the next move to make since, you know, it didn't do as good as the previous albums manager set up this thing to do. Um, it was called hurricane 2000 with the Berlin Philharmonic. And we, uh, we actually went in the studio did the album, just us, and then we play, played along with the uh, orchestra, which, which was already pre-recorded. Then we played two nights in Hanover with the actual orchestra, and that was it. I'm like, oh God, they're one of the biggest orchestras, orchestras in the world. Sorry, um, I was in the car too long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it was, that was a killer experience. And then uh, we actually. We toured, did lots of tours with doing this, and uh, we've been to Russia like two times doing the orchestra thing. We played in Moscow, St. Petersburg, and all, we played all over Russia. There's, you know, anyway, that it was always a thrill just to mix it up instead of, you know, we just play rock, 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 and then we also had the Acoustica album, which came out in, um, oh yeah, like, I think that was 2001, 2001 2002. Yeah, see. And uh, that was a cool experience. We recorded in a in a chapel, or not a chapel. It was, it was a former church, and um, uh, it was it was. I mean, it took so much preparation, and it was fun to do it. And uh, and uh, we had dancing girls and all kinds of things. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, but we. I'll, I'll well, I'm you, sure that was. We recorded a two. We recorded Acoustica in Lisbon, and we did it over three nights. So by the third night, we were cruising, and it was, it was just a real thrill. And and so you said that was done like in a you said a, a church or an old chapel. 
It was an old monastery or something. The place was kind of creepy, to tell you oh. the truth. But it was big. It was like, you know, it held, it held a good, probably thousand people. And uh, it, was, it had some creepy areas, man. You, you know. And uh, so that that was great. And that's, it's a, it seems to me, feels like, oh, that was just a couple of years ago. But that was 2001. Time flies, man. Here we are. You know? And uh, when yeah, somebody goes, somebody, oh, well, go ahead. No, keep on. Hayes is all about you, oh, baby. Keep on. <laughs> well, no, it's just amazing. You go, wow, 22 years. And, and in rock and roll, that's like 100 years. It's like the Stones, they've been around for a, a thousand years. And um, But that that's a long time. I mean, I was in the Scorpions longer than I was married, you know. And... Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> And uh, it's, but it, it, you know, I had no regrets, and it was I'm grateful, and what what an opportunity! I mean, you know, most, most guys you play with bands just a few years and it's over. And um, speaking of most bands, I do want to say that uh, I have been talking about having getting Kingdom come out, um, but Lenny's taking it easy right now. He 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 loves being home on his boat. In, in, in Hamburg. Hey, Kat. Um, and so it, it's such an uphill battle because next year will be the 30th anniversary of the release of our debut Kingdom Come album, which I love that music. And, uh, uh, but, you know, it's so much more to it than that. And touring, 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 that's, that's really the only place you can make money, but you have to do it. Oh, God, that's right. It's the Kingdom Come. Uh, the self title was 1988. Uh, um, oh, and then there was a, well, that was the first, and then in your oh, face, yeah, you're 1989 right. was there. Oh, yeah, you're right. I, I, I always think 87 because that's when I moved to L.A., but I, that's when I joined up with Lenny. And, um, but, yeah, man, and you go, wow, time flies. And I get talked to about, like, when I'm on the road, I go, man, you have that Kingdom Come out, man. So I, we can go out hang around. Again, I want to kind of stick around America um, most of the time, but I'll go wherever the money is. That's what you have to do. Indeed. Now, when you were talking about putting, uh, you said you would either do, was it, I'm sorry, was it either a Kickstarter or a GoFundMe page? Which one for the... GoFundMe. And, um, GoFundMe. And, uh, the, the reason, again, you know, I, I've talked to several labels, but there's just not... Uh, there's... The money's just not there. I mean, you know, you're lucky to get, uh, mm-hmm. you know, 20 grand because the money is just not there because yeah. album sales are gone. It's more of a promotional tool now for guys like us. And um, so, you know, we hope to do that. I've, and I'm just talking about, you know, putting the feelers out like, hey, I'm gonna, I think it's time for another Kotak album because I have four previous ones. And they were all kind of mm-hmm. the funky pop stuff. I think you played Sunset Boulevard. Yeah. And uh, yeah, was, yeah. There's, a great, there's a great video for Sunset Boulevard on, just go find it. <laughs> Kotak Sunset Boulevard and the video will pop up. Um, well, actually, I've, I've but, posted it on Facebook and I've posted it on uh, Twitter. And I think, wow. I didn't post it on Instagram, but I posted it on some things. Uh, yeah, because it is such a good video. Well, thank you. And, and it was, it was a fun to make, man. You know, we rent, rented that Cadillac and we cruised and... and <laughs> We just went nuts, and uh, we did it gorilla. I just meaning we didn't get any permits. 
we're driving down Sunset Boulevard, and the camera guys are in the car next to us and in front of us, and it's really against the law out here. <laughs> so, but it, it was totally fun. That. <laughs> That's the thing. You really do have to go gorilla. It's just seems like these things. It's like everybody's having to go back to the roots or find some kind of uh, like you like you have to be some kind of a special ops type of person, you know, to kind of figure out how we're going to make this happen, you know, how we're going to, exactly. uh, how we're going to find our way through here. And so many bands are doing that too. And like you said, there's no money. I think people forget these days. There's no money. I don't know if you've, um, you know, we were talking about Todd Rundgren's got a song with his, uh, on his new album, you know, I saw him recently. It's called uh, Buy My Tea, Buy My Hoodie. And he's talking about how, you know, people are always bootlegging getting the music off their oh, phones yeah. or something like that or YouTube. So he says, well, well, you should buy my tea, buy my hoodie. You can bootleg the music, but you got to buy my tea. You know, give me something. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, you know, like my son's bad, bad sons, they don't even sell CDs anymore. Nobody wants them. They sell vinyl and they sell like hoodies and T-shirts just like that. And, uh, I, you know, I, like with this new Kotak album, I, I make a limited edition, but – just you know the uh, just the CDs. Nobody wants them, and you know like if you like the the new Mac MacBook Pro, whatever. It doesn't even have a slot to put a CD in it. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could get it, but I know. times they are changing. so why do you think too um so many people now are interested in collecting vinyl because i'm uh, people you know seem to want a vinyl want to get vinyl and i've talked to some people who say a lot of musicians that come on and say there was a time when you know people now don't just don't know that don't understand just the joy that people used to have about when you waited for a record to come out and get the money and get to the store and get your copy. And it was a thing you did with friends. Everybody got together to listen to that record when you got it. You know, you hung out. You weren't by yourself with something stuck in your ears. You hung out with friends, and it was fun. It exactly. Was you know, you. Yeah, and you know you that about, anticipation. Exactly. I had a friend that worked in a in a record store, and I'd go in occasionally and. Uh, uh, he'd give me great deals on, on albums. He was a drummer as well. And, um, yeah, that was like a, a deal. But that, I had my, this friend of mine who played guitar in one of my first bands. Uh, had a band called Nuthouse. Yeah, go figure. And um, <laughs> I would go over to his house. We would cut school and just, while his parents are, are gone to work, and we just listened to his albums. He had a great collection and was immaculate about everything. And, I mean, that's when I first heard Genesis and Rush and, you know, uh, it was just endless, and it was super exciting. I also was fortunate, you know, when I was tw- 12, my very first real concert was Easy Top, and then Jeff Beck, and then Yes, and on and on and on. And, uh, you know, it was either about listening to music, playing it, or going to see it. And uh, mm-hmm. it, it, But anyway, my, even my son has a, a decent vinyl collection. Like, for the last... Five years, he's been, you know, he always gets give him gift certificate from the the one record store, which is on Ventura that I know of, that's left. And two, I also want to make sure though, uh, before I forget, before before you leave me tonight, or somehow I've got to get, I want to make sure that you let me know where to find the GoFundMe page so that I can share it with everybody on all my social media. I will do so, and I appreciate that very much. And uh, 
I, again, I, I just posted the thing on my LinkedIn and um, to see the response. It's been super positive. I was really surprised, but, um, you know, uh, you know how many people like go, oh, my God, do an album right away. Now it sounds great, but that doesn't equate to sales. Everybody can get excited and say, yeah, go do another album. You know, and uh, <laughs> so yeah, that's that, that for you to say. <laughs> I mean, and even you know the the, the rate on on downloads is like uh, nothing like what a actual sale of an album was just a few years back, you know. But it's it's still it dribbles in and you get money, you know, every quarter a little bit from uh, history. But mm-hmm. uh, it I forgot it's just pennies compared to what it was, you know. And it used to be like you know the. Royalty, right? Every time your song was played on the radio, you'd get like almost a quarter. That doesn't sound like much, but when you get your song's been played 10,000 times, it adds up quickly. You know, but then that quarter mm-hmm. is split among the three or four writers. So it's always, <laughs> oh, been, a, yeah. a, it's always been a crappy business. The band's always got screwed. And uh, that, I, you mm-hmm. know, Donald Fagan the, from Steely Dan, he uh, yeah. I was just quoting him on, on one of my talk radio shows because I'm a talk radio junkie and a news junkie as well, and I've done a lot of radio. Uh, but anyway, they were quoting him going, he goes, people probably wonder why I, do I need a GoFundMe page? And he goes, in order to make a record the way I really want to make it, I, we, I need money. And he, even he said it. The mm-hmm. record labels are dishing out money. And, you know, with all of his history, he, you know, it's pretty simple. He just didn't make that much money on albums. That's why he's touring at age 69, mm-hmm. I think. He's, that's why Steely mm-hmm. Dan, if you recall, never toured. And uh, so mm-hmm. it's tough on everybody. But it can be, you know, um, you know, it can be good. We're just, based on the feedback, we'll determine the amount that we're going to ask for. So... And it seems too now there are people that um, and and you and I'm guessing that you're probably going to plan to do this once you get the after the GoFundMe and you have the new uh, music out for us in what January February and if you tour I'm, I'm sure you're already planning to do this whether people do a meet and greet before the show where they pay maybe a hundred dollars so they can come and have a picture made with, you know, with James Kotak over the show. You know, sometimes it might seem extreme to some people, but what do you, you know? It's not. Why not? I mean, where else are you going to turn a buck? I mean, exactly. And you got to get every last dollar. And, like, I mean, Bon Jovi's VIP experience is, like, I think the top package is $1,000. And then he has different levels. And it even says it's on his page because I was kind of looking at different ones uh, to get ideas um, a bit ago. And it, and it had a note. There's no guarantee John will be at this meet and greet. And that's I was like, going, what? oh no! But you could get a photo with his mic stand and leather jacket. I kid you not. Oh no! There, Are and, you yeah, and uh, no. That is one thing I really love about about Scorpions is it always functions as a unit. And uh, if, if one of us want to do something, all five of us go, or whatever it may be. Because, I mean, quite honestly, day after day after day, uh, meet and greet, it's, it gets, it's, you know, 
it's flattering mm-hmm. to hear all the nice compliments and meet the people, but it does kind of get a little groundhog dish, you know. But I'm not complaining. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's just a fact. <laughs> You know, it's like sometimes people, um, sometimes guests, whether it's an author or a musician, you know, they'll give away a book or something to a collar or a shirt. And I kept saying, well, you know, I don't know. Mostly the authors give away things and people and musicians have come on that have written books, you know, like uh, Rudy Sarzo or Joe Vitale or someone that has a book. But these days if you've got music, I said, I don't know what to give out. I just say, well, I don't know. Can I can I give out a a date? with James Kotak to somebody, I don't know, some lucky <laughs> caller. You know what it, but you gotta make dinner, okay? Of course. <laughs> you gotta make and, dinner uh, for James Kotak, but that's what your prize is. You'll get to cook for him or something. Uh, heck yeah, you man. Know. And, and you know, again, that's why when you go to make an album and you wanna do the whole cycle of touring all stuff, it takes a lot of effort. And um it's it and also I don't have the 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 um uh, like Scorpions has a complete staff, you know, on tour. We got like 40 people with us and uh, manager and this one and tour manager and everybody assistant tour manager. So things are much easier at that, easier at that level. You just have to just maintain it and show up. But uh, I'm getting that part of it put back, put it, put together down, you know. And, you know, mm. I'm a, um, I'm an entertainment publicist, and I'm about to put out a book for uh, DIY publicity. It's called Promote This, DIY Publicity for Musicians. Right. And because so many kids have come with this idea that all they got to do is have a record, and they're the generation that their parents have told them how special they are mm-hmm. for so long that they can't understand uh-huh. why everybody's not flocking to the show. And I'm going, look, you got to get out and do some work, too, to get people in, and you've got to reach out to people. And I find that myself, even with clients, um, authors, because I have to get more creative in finding ways to get them ahead of the crowd Heck or yeah. to get them noticed. And, well, uh, and, and, and James, what and I say creative – what now? Uh, no, I was just going to say you, you be, being creative, like with the social media, it's so much easier to reach. Uh, on my LinkedIn page, I have just right about 5,000 people. So instantly they got the thing, my comment about my album. And I haven't even done Twitter yet. My Twitter is linked to Facebook. And then I can always, uh, you know, take it from there and use the stuff sent. Uh, travels like wildfire now you know just like we're in a, with the news we're in a 24-hour media cycle i mean you get the news the minute it happens you know yeah and if you miss something for like i didn't listen to news for today um at all today i go to dinner tonight and everybody's way ahead of me and i feel like it's such a, a knucklehead you know i don't know what's going on <laughs> but it's just a few hours makes a big difference um so yeah, so you're definitely going to give me. I know you're sharing, and yes, you're one of the few people. You're one of the people that understands how to use social media to reach your audience, to reach your followers, and to make new connections. And you're that right. helps a lot. And now, uh, so yes, I will definitely make sure I get that, and I will definitely share it. Also, uh, well, I've only got a couple of minutes left. Tell me what it was like. And, and this is this is Madam Perry. You know, you can talk to me. What was it mm-hmm. like when you found out, or I don't know if you were asked or what, to be featured in a book on sex tips from rock stars? Oh, jeez. I, I, 
it just <laughs> came out like, as it like sounds. seven years ago. No, it's some Australian guy just reached out to me on whatever, uh, Facebook or something. And then quite honestly, you know, I, 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 there was a, quite a few questions I didn't ask answer because uh, it was a little gnarly. And uh, <laughs> I, I'm, you know, <laughs> yeah, crazy, crazy drummer rock guy. But, you know, I have my shy side in that department. I don't really like to share it too much. But some of the questions were funny, <laughs> you know. Oh, that's right. This guy, he, uh, I think he got did publicity or something to do. He wrote a Motley Crue book, and this was like his book in line. I guess it just made sense after dealing with him. But there was some funny stuff in there. And speaking of books, I actually wrote a book, and uh, I wrote. A front and back page of 190 pages, and I, I and I've gotten up to like this past June a year ago. So I want to update it and just to um, um, just you know see the possibilities. But again, the same with the book companies are go, have gone the same way as the music companies now. Unless you're Paul uh-huh. Stanley or whatever, they're not mm-hmm. they're not going to give you any money. So one of my manager friends, he goes, man, just release, release like a chapter of a week or, or on your, uh, on your website and use it as a promo tool because the amount of money you're going to get is not, it's almost not even worth it to take the money. And, um, but at the same time, every little bit helps, you know, and, uh, again, mm-hmm. I'm not a gazillion millionaire, but I'm definitely not in the poor house and I've been very fortunate and, uh, which that's this last year was super interesting. <laughs> well, yeah, that was actually that was my next question. It's like you read my mind about where's the James Kotak <laughs> book. But remember, yeah, I wouldn't give the whole thing away, you know. But uh, but a couple of installations on a blog—that's a great idea, you know. And like I said, you're fortunate that you know most people over thirty just do not grasp how to use social media, and you know, fortunately, you've got you've got a handle on it. Like a pro, so and remember, you know a fa- you know a fascinating uh, book publicist, entertainment publicist. Ah, would that be moi? I'm talking you? about I'm talking about I mean, me, James. I'm talking about me, okay? <laughs> that's I mean you. That's what I meant, you. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was trying to say madam, yeah, yeah. and it came out moi. I don't know, man. <laughs> I, my, I swear, I'm, I I I suddenly get end up in traffic, but it was just like no matter which way you went. Uh, it was just a disaster. And once school lets out, it's doubly screwed. And I was over, way over on the other side of the valley and trying to get back here. And, geez, you know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, you living in Atlanta, I am you, so... you get that. Yes. <laughs> you know, when they call Atlanta the L.A. of the South, they're talking about the traffic, I think. Pretty yeah. It's the same what? thing. You can... We've been there a lot of times, but I don't recall it, call it being that bad. But then again, we don't, we're not going in rush hour. We would leave to go to the gig at like 3 o'clock in the afternoon and come home at midnight. So, you know. Yeah. I used to work down, it was in downtown Atlanta, and I know I would get right by Phillips Arena where you've probably performed before, uh, or, or the Omni where you've probably performed. In, in oh, yeah. Things. I would but just say it's like, these places change their names like every other week. 
Whoever's yeah, yeah, yeah. That line was weird like that. Yeah, let's give it a different night. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I know I had like a 26-mile ride that I could make, but that last mile and a quarter would usually take an hour by itself. So, yeah, once you got into the downtown part, so that's that's, that's wacky. But uh, <laughs> it's just crazy. But listen, thank yeah. you so much yeah. for making it with us tonight. I hope you're going to come back when you got the new music to share with us and uh, and play it on here. I appreciate the invitation. And, let- and if I could share share my site, my Twitter and stuff. Uh, my Twitter. Please do. At, I mean, I gave it out at, earlier, but you please, you say it again. Okay, cool. Uh-huh. At Jay Kotak, and my Facebook J- mm-hmm. James Kotak, and there's a James Kotak fan page, uh, and there's. Uh, I don't Instagram very much because you can. I, I, it's for me. It's always been like one of one or the other. Um, and then I have my website, uh, jameskotak.com. But however, the store is uh, it's it's off for for a while. And again, with Twitter and all this, you if you overdo it, which I see a lot of people overdoing it, you for myself, I start to just skip over what they're saying and go to the next you know, and scroll down. And that's why and even right now, this is like quiet, blah, blah, blah. I'm, you know, I tweet maybe once a week, if that, but as we get closer to album time, it'll, you know, I'll start going nuts, you know, and it's good to take a break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And as I was saying, uh, Earlier, when, when you were parking the car outside the genie bottle here, I was telling people that the jamescotack.com <laughs> website has some, it's a gorgeous website. It has some stunning pictures. Oh, thank you. Um, and it, it, it's just got all kinds of information. All of the music you could possibly want, and then some that you didn't even know about that you wanted, it, it's right here uh, for you the album covers and the links to purchase on iTunes, wherever. It, it's great. And then, of course, you have. Um, Contact info. If somebody wants to book you, you've even got the stage set up graph right here. Your plot uh, for the setup and and everything. So what 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 more could you do for us, Saints? But just uh, <laughs> but just to give the pe- give, uh, give the people what they want. That's what you do, and that's what we that's we right. love, and that you really entertain us. And so it's uh, I'm grateful that you've been so generous with your time tonight and with your music for all of us. And so we're going to leave now with um, James Kotak. Do you have any parting words for the people, James? I just thank to everybody who bought an album. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.